That's my friend. That's Kelly Robinson. All right, thank you, Kelly. Yes, indeed, you can call 888-256-1080. That means it's toll-free anywhere you can hear me. 888-256-1080. I have another friend, Jared Taylor. I found another friend. And Jared is running the boards, and he is answering the phones. And that means that he's doing everything other than answering the questions. So uh, we have our place in this world. Mine is to answer garden questions everywhere I go. Church, restaurants, out on the street. It's uh, out walking the dog this morning. But that's good because that's my hobby and I love doing it and I get I love getting to talk about it. So that's a good thing. So give me a call. I can't answer your question if you don't call. And if you don't call, I don't have a program. So please give me a call right now. Toll free. If you can hear me, you can call me. It's hot and steamy outside in north central Texas. I kind of suspect it's hot and steamy in most of Texas right now. Summer has arrived, whether it's official or not. It arrived at our house. 888-256-1080. I hope you've had a, a good bit of rain. I was looking at, at my Weatherbug app last night, and uh, Amarillo's had almost as much rain as McKinney, where I live. And and uh, that doesn't happen many summers. And good for Amarillo and good for some of the other parts of the state that are, are abundant with rainfall this year. I hope it continues on for you. So maybe El Nino will come through for us. We are live on this Saturday morning, which means that if you don't call, I am hung out to dry, hung out to sweat. And uh, really, so give a call. 888-256-1080. We'll get the program underway in just a minute. Uh, the uh, The middle of June is kind of a watershed time of year because this is your last call this weekend, pretty much your last call for the second application of pre-emergent weed killers. You made your first application back in maybe late February, but for most of the state, uh, early March, for crabgrass and grass burrs. And the second application, I told you, comes three months later. Well, that time is here now. And so either Baylan or Halts or Dimension need to be applied in granular form. Doesn't matter what you use. It's a little bit like the COVID and Moderna uh, thing. I got got my booster shot a couple of days ago, can you tell? And uh, they, they just want you to get it. Whatever you get doesn't have to match. They'd like to have it match, doesn't have to match. In the case of the pre-emergent weed killers, really doesn't matter if it matches. Just get something out there to stop the germination of crabgrass and grass burrs. Now, if you didn't make an application back in March, you don't need to bother with this one because you've blown it. <laughs> you've blown it for this year. Those are up and growing by now, and, and you won't have any, any impact at all on them. So, uh, But uh, just make note that next year you need to get the, uh, get the stuff out and uh, get it out in in late February in South Texas and early to mid-March in most of the rest of the state, mid to late March in far north Texas. All right, that's one thing. Um, Other things we need to talk about. If you have St. Augustine, you need to fertilize St. Augustine pretty much now uh, in the next few days. There is a disease called gray leaf spot. It puts uh, gray spots on the leaves. What you'll notice is that the lawn develops yellowed areas in the summer, not back in May. If you saw those, that was take-all root rot. The The look is somewhat similar from 30 feet away. you got to look more closely, folks. Uh, if in the summer, when it's hot, you see a, a yellowed area, yellowed, not tan, not dry, but yellowed, 
in the summer. And if you just fertilized your St. Augustine especially, that's probably gray leaf spot. Go look at the blades. Pull the blades loose and look at them in your hands. And if they have diamond-shaped gray or brownish-gray spots on them, size of a BB, then that's gray leaf spot. It is exacerbated. It is accelerated. It is made worse by the application of nitrogen in hot weather. So, last feeding until September for St. Augustine, if you've had a gray leaf spot problem, is now. And I would even suggest you do it at half rate and water it in right away and and then let the St. Augustine coast through the summer. It'll be fine. It'll be just fine. Uh, So that's what we have. We have three phone lines occupied right now. I have no reason to talk anymore uh, about uh, general things. I want to get specifically to your questions. Uh, We have uh, represented uh, Brazos County, Corpus Christi, and Merkle coming up right now. So let me get my first break out of the way, and I'll come right to you. Uh, This is for Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have continued the special spring sale price for a little bit longer, and here is what I have in in store for you. Here is my offer. Uh, This uh, might be the only gardening reference book that you will need to be successful here in Texas. It's a hardback. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and it's printed in Texas. And uh, this is the book I wanted to have in the first place 40 years ago. But as a first-time author, I decided I better go through a publishing house. And I did, and they were good. But they assigned editors and and uh, bean counters to, to my committee. And they just kept whittling and whittling and whittling until I didn't have the book that I wanted. Second time, same thing happened. Another publisher, same thing happened. Five books in, the fifth book I self-published, and this is the one I always wanted to have. Chapter 2 is a very special chapter because it's 48 pages, four pages per month. It's a text form of a calendar that tell you, uh, it tells you on, on each month what you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray in that month to keep your lawn healthy and vigorous, your landscape, your fruit and vegetable garden, everything productive and growing vigorously. It's a calendar. It's not a wall calendar. It's just a perpetual calendar. The other eleven, the other ten chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, and then chapters three through eleven cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. That's a lot of information. Your satisfaction with the book is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. It's only thirty-six ninety-five to help you be the best gardener you could possibly be in any county in the great state of Texas. Now, this book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon, because I wanted to be able to sign every copy. If you want to give it as Father's Day, I'll be signing tonight. If you order it right away, we can get it there by Father's Day. I'll put them in the mail on Monday morning, Monday right afternoon, I should say. I'll be signing Monday morning as well and boxing and taking them to the post office. And like I say, satisfaction guaranteed or a full refund. I've not been asked to refund on any of the 79,000 copies that I have sold. So here are the two ways you can buy the book since it's not in stores or on Amazon. You buy it by making contact with my office. You can do it online right now at uh, neilsperry.com but Monday morning at 9 o'clock you can call my office at 800-752-GROW 
800-752-4769, weekdays business hours. The better way, though, is to go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings, and they think of durable metal roofing. After all, that's what Mueller's all about. But the name Mueller means a lot more than that. It means you're going to have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, who will help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for more than 90 years standing behind your warranty. And it also means you'll get tons of added value, like roofing site visits and forklift delivery and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way you're going to end with a building that you are thrilled with that's the Mueller way Mueller's on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products all the time that's where their greenhouses came into the mix and standing seam roofing panels to find out more about Mueller products m-u-e-l-l-e-r go to the website MuellerInc.com, or you can give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER that's 877 877- Two six eight three five five three, or stop by one of their thirty-three locations. A great Texas company, MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Um, before I go to Larry in Brazos County, Vicky and Amarillo called to say that the McKinney Fire Department is helping with the water problem in Amarillo, and I don't know enough to to help. I could do a Google search and see. I live in McKinney, but, uh, you know, fire departments tend to do things behind the scenes and not really beat a drum or anything, and so I really don't know what, what that's all about. Vicki, if you want to call back, she said, no, I can't stay. I can't just have Neil talk about it. I can't talk about it. So good for them. Love to have you tell the story for us. Let's go to Larry in Brazos County. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Neil. We have two 20-year-old, 18- to 20-foot-tall crepe myrtles that are very happy where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, our pest control tech recommended that we cut them back where they reach over our porches. Uh, both of them have multiple trunks. Some are 2-inch caliper near the ground. I know you have said never to top crepe myrtles, uh, so I assume I need to make cuts someplace else can i do i need to make them close to the ground or can i cut them at some of the major trunks what is the reason are they banging into the into the what'd you say porch they're hanging over the porch hanging over and the pest control says that's a route for oogie boogies and pests and other things to get onto or into the house oh good grief Oh, my heavens. Um, are they touching? Uh, yes, some of them are. Then I would cut any of the low-hanging branches and, and remove those. It may be that as they bloom, uh, the weight of the flowers will pull those branches down. We're talking about branches that are the size of, a, of your thumb or smaller, and those could be pruned back flush with the um, with with another branch, and you'd never notice that they were removed. I have no problem with that. 
you just you okay, just so I can off that. Yeah, but cut now, the I wanna, small I branches state back. This. Yeah, I want to no, not back. I want I want to state this very carefully because I, I'm going to be misquoted. <laughs> I'll try to listen very carefully. Yeah, I'm going to be misquoted by people who are half sober or half awake out there somewhere. Um, I'm not talking about cutting anything back. I'm talking about removing branches, cutting them flush with another branch so that okay. so that all of that is gone, and you're just kind of shaving up that side so it's a nice, clean side. You would do that with a holly. You would do it with a uh, with a with a or any other shrub just to keep it away from the roof. I can understand that so you don't get roof rats and other stuff and squirrels even running up, jumping across. I get that. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. Cutting them back will accomplish nothing because let's say that they're 14 or 15 feet tall and you cut them back to eight feet, which would put them below the the level of the roof. They're going to go right back. They have a genetic predisposition to, to be 15 feet tall. So I don't accomplish anything, but removing those branches that go out over the, the roof. Um, okay. So basically go back to a joint. Mm-hmm. Where the branch comes out. Yeah, where it originates. Now, let me, let me try to paint a picture for you here. Let's say that you have this, this, this main trunk that goes up to 15 feet. And by the time it's at 15 feet, it's not much of a trunk. It's just the, the, the growing tip. But, but it has some side branches that go out. And, and those are the ones that, that the uh, pest control operator is worried about. There's one at, at 12 feet that is the the chief offender it's the one that lays down on top of the roof okay that one has to come off so you prune that one off but there may be one at at 13 and a half or 14 feet that really doesn't even come close to touching the roof that one can stay you don't have to take the whole side of the branch off Um, this is just a generic comment i can't see your plant but i'm just saying you don't have to take everything off that side just those that that present a, a real uh, clear and present avenue for for pests to get up and over. Okay, so I can basically use hand clippers. I don't need to get my chainsaw out. That's right. Lopping shears <laughs> or a long-handled pole pruner, and just take them off one at a time. And and as you take each one off, that's going to remove a little bit of the weight, and it will take some of that that lean over away, and the the plant will lean back up again. Just do it one at a time, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about, and it'll be fine. And, and if you do it well, you're grooming the plant in a way that you really won't even notice. I appreciate it. Thank you for your guidance. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the chance to save the cream myrtle. All right. Let me go to Terry in Corpus. You bet. Go to Terry in Corpus Christi now. Next call up. Terry, this is Neil. Good morning. Oh, Terry dropped. All right, his question, and I'm just going to give a generic answer. He said, planting carpet grass on top of Bermuda grass. Uh, I assume he's talking about St. Augustine. He might be talking about Floritam, St. Augustine, that far south. Um, Let me just tell you, uh, you don't want to put any grass on top of another grass. Uh, I'll never forget the, the words of Dr. Robert Miller in graduate school at Ohio State. He went on to be very high up in the company that at that time was called Chemlon. He left the university. He was a wonderful professor. He was on my advisory committee for my master's degree in horticulture. And he said to the class, the, the soil preparation for any new lawn, whether you're going to seed it, sod it, uh, even plug it, but especially uh, seed, sod, or hydromulch, is exactly the same. You kill all the existing vegetation. You rototill it down. 
far enough that you can smooth it to get a good grade away from the house so you don't have water draining toward the house, and then you plant your new grass. The bed preparation is exactly the same. You cannot put sod down on top of existing grass. You have to give it well-tilled soil. You probably don't have to till very deep, maybe just a couple inches, but you need to kill that old grass, and uh, then you can plant your sod. I hope that answers that for everybody, not just for, not just for uh, Terry. I normally don't answer questions when people drop, but you know, in this day and age, I live at the end of civilization. We thought we were buying 5G service, and we're still paying for 5G service out in the country, but the little cube that we got from one of the major carriers, uh, upload is, uh, is two on a good day. That's, that's, not, much, that's not much 5G. So uh, calls drop, and uh, which is why I'm not broadcasting from from home like I was hoping to. Um, all right, let's see where we are. Need to take a break. We'll come back. We have Colton in Merkel. You'll be coming next. I have three open lines all of a sudden. Uh, so let's uh, see if we can repeat the miracle. Let's get them all filled right now. Eight eight eight. That's too fast, wasn't it? You probably didn't hear what I called out. Eight eight eight. There you go. Two five six ten eighty. All right, and uh, what I want to tell you about right now is Fertilome. I love talking about Fertilome products. When I was a kid, Fertilome was the big product company, and they're pretty big in my mind now. This is a Texas-based company, and I'm proud to represent them to you. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I'm really proud to represent them is that they are handled only by independent retail garden centers and uh, hardware stores and feed stores, places where you can go in and look in the eye of somebody who lives in your town and who owns that business and works in your town and knows the plants and the, and the pest and the other things about your town. That's important. Don't beat around the bush when it comes to fertilizing your trees and shrubs. Those plants need at least two feedings per year, once in the fall and once now. And uh, so you need to get that uh, fertilizer out there, and it needs to be Fertilome Tree and Shrub Food. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Food contains 19-8-10 fertilizer analysis and five minor elements. It's a wonderful formulation to create a penetrating action. It'll do the rest of the work for you by moving the fertilizer down from the drip line into the root feeders. That means there's no need for digging holes. That's good news. This tree and shrub food is formulated for all types of trees and shrubs. That, of course, includes shade trees, fruit trees, nut trees, evergreens, landscaping shrubs of all types, citrus, even tropical trees, those of you in Corpus Christi. One of the greatest things about the makers of Fertilome is that they are dedicated to supporting local retailers. Did you hear that somewhere? All of their products, including tree and shrub food, can only be found in independently owned garden centers. To find the closest dealer, go to Fertilome.com, click Find a Dealer. That's F-E-R-T-I-L-O-M-E.com. They're packaged in the green bag. This one is Fertilome Tree and Shrub Food. It gets your trees and shrubs off to a great start and keeps them growing all season long. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Food. I'll be back with more after these messages. All right, Kelly, I'm going to ask uh, again for you to call if you're interested. This is live, and uh, you'll be second call up. We have Colton in Merkel up next, and you would be right after Colton. So 
the uh, number as if you call right away, 888-256-1080. Through a series of events, one, uh, one caller, one person did not want to go on the air, but wanted to tell me about the McKinney Fire Department. And we had one person who uh, dropped, and I answered the other questions. And uh, so all of a sudden, I find myself with one call instead of four calls. So I'd love to hear from you, 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor is answering the calls right now. Jared is a very nice person. You don't have to worry about being browbeaten, and you don't have to give your Social Security number, your address, and the names of all your children. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is give your first name and what city and what the question is. And you're screened. You're official at that point. So call us now, 888-256-1080. Colton is in Merkle. Colton, good morning. Thanks for calling. Well, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I had a question regarding a rabbit. I'm wondering, I'm just now starting the garden, so I'm new to all of it. And I figured you're an expert, so... How can I keep rabbits away from my garden without, you know, just shooting them or something like that? Oh, don't do that. Um, right. However, however, they are very difficult to eliminate. Our son lives in a housing development in on the west side of McKinney, and mm-hmm. rabbits have run amok in there. We we go to visit, and and we will see twenty or thirty cottontails in the neighborhoods just running amok. Of course, they have leash laws, right. and all all the dogs are in the backyards and. And uh, the rabbits are in the front yards. Uh, after the the great winter of twenty one, I helped uh, Brian with his landscape, and we put a bunch of new plants out. And of all things, they ate a bunch of dwarf Burford hollies as high as they could reach. And I I never mm. saw anything eat dwarf Burford hollies. It was new growth, but nonetheless, um, the probably the only thing you can do uh, is to figure out some kind of fencing, low fencing, to keep them away from the plants until the plants get established. I have several things, none of which is anything I'm going to brag about, but they are they are coping means. Uh, one is, is the low fencing, just chicken wire, until you can get shrubs established and get their leaves rather leathery. And um, that's when something like the hollies and other uh, prickly plants work to your advantage, um, and and they're very they're the best plants anyways. I'm a holly fanatic because they survive so many different bad conditions of uh, heat and and uh, the cold and a lot of other things. Anyway, that's one thing is low fencing of chicken wire that you leave up for six months or so, and then you can roll it up and save it for the next bed that you put in somewhere else. Another thing that will help. Uh, will be if you're raising color uh, flowering plants, put them in pots that are high enough that the rabbits can't get to them. Um, and you can actually any plant that you grow, any flowering plant that you grow in a in a container, uh, is featured on a pedestal. It, it just brings special attention to it. So it's a really nice way to grow flowers anyway. Uh, I'm not talking about perennials. I'm talking about annuals. But that will showcase them. It lets you put the the very best potting soil in that uh, pot and uh, give them the very best of growing conditions. So that has added benefits as well as keeping them away from the rabbits. Um, Okay. The the repellents work, but the problem with the repellents is the minute that it rains or the minute that you turn on the sprinkler system or or water the yard, they're gone. They're they're water-soluble and they're gone. You'll hear people right. say use fox urine or use mothballs. I did those things. I used to um, 
Uh, I used to take old rags and put them in an old sock and and dip them in ammonia and put that out. And that worked, but it wasn't particularly attractive, didn't smell good. And again, as soon as it rained, the the smell was gone. Right. Uh, there just isn't a really good answer. You'll, if you look online, when I Google anything, I will put the word university at the front end of it because that'll put me into university websites, and uh, and that's usually where you find the best information. Um, yes. And and if you just search university, uh, keeping rabbits out of gardens, you'll see how hard it is. I'll tell you a funny <clears throat> story, and and then I'm out of out of anything meaningful. I haven't had much so far. Uh, had a good friend who was a leader in uh, vegetable uh, gardening with the extension service. And he was also very funny. He would tell this story on himself. He had a rabbit in his garden and he worked and worked and worked. And finally he gave up and just fenced his garden. And it took him a week to realize he had fenced the rabbit in. And his garden went really downhill in a hurry because all the dogs oh, yeah. and cats couldn't, uh, the dogs couldn't get in to chase the rabbit out. So all of a sudden, everything in his garden got eaten up. But anyway. but Yeah, so chicken wire fence ought to be tall enough to keep them out, though. Yes, it doesn't have to be very tall. They're, they they do not catapult well. Their vertical leap okay. is, is not the greatest, kind of like mine. Gotcha. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess that answers my question. Yeah. Um, do you mind if you... I give a... Hmm? Sorry. No, go ahead. Do you mind if I were to give a quick shout-out? Uh, as long as you waited on hold, if it's, uh, no, it's, it's fine. What, what you got? Just a shout out to Blessed Blamo. It's the finest silver bullet company in the world. Oh my. All right. Anyway, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Colt. Take care. All right. We're going to North Padre Island. That's fun. Let's, uh, and I hope I can help. Let's go to DC, North Padre. DC, this is, oh my goodness gracious. DC, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call and enjoy your your show. Um, yes, sir. I have one quick question. Um, I've got a, a couple of uh, bunching uh, bamboo plants that I have for some separation from the townhouse that I'm in. They're, yes, sir. They're beautiful. They're beautiful plants, and they're they're very big, and you know they're not running on me or anything like that. But the new shoots on them have a kind of a white fungus on them, and it's just on the new shoots. And I'm not sure how I should go at it. I've been really kind of washing it off. All right. Um, I got to tell you that all of the clumping bamboos, uh, as far as I have determined, are, are tropical or subtropical. I have never grown them as a result. I've grown a couple right. of them in pots for a, a season, but I have not grown them. Certainly, I haven't grown them outdoors. So I'm not going to be the world authority. There is a wonderful... Uh, uh, bamboo Society. I don't know if it's based in Austin, uh, but certainly in South Texas and uh, somewhere south of Austin. And they may have better, and they have a, a very active website uh, that you might be able to uh, find some help on. But let me try to help you. What are, what, it's just on the new growth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just coming out. Now, I can tell you they're, they're completely in uh, sand. So it's completely sandy soil. Um, but it's, it's just kind of like a, uh, a, it almost looks like a fungus, but I mean, I can, I've been going one-on-one with it and I've been wiping it off, you know? Well, so, tell me what I happens if, if, if you don't wash it off, 
does it continue to stay in that place and then the the yeah. new growth continues to it, have it, it so it, it does it, it does it, it, it uh, hesitates to grow for sure for sure all right does it disfigure the growth does it cause it yes, to be it distorted does. It, it'll, instead of a instead of a bright you know green it'll turn it it'll turn it to brown all right turn the turn the shoots to brown that does sound fungal um I'll tell you what I will do. It's the best I can offer at this because I have no idea. Uh, I don't know if you take eGardens, my electronic newsletter, but I will. If you do, or if you will, if you'll promise me you'll sign up for it. If you don't, uh, I'm about to do. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll have to tell you how to sign up for it. I don't have an ad for it. But uh, I will answer it in eGardens next Thursday night. I will do the research and, and promise you an answer there. Okay, I, I appreciate that, Mr. Sperry. All right, if you will go to my website, neilsperry.com, there is an eGardens tab there, and the sign-up is right there. It's a free newsletter. You can unsubscribe right after you see it next week if you want to. But I, you, okay. you will be in the uh, in the question, Q&A area. Uh, I okay, invite okay. People, I invite people to submit questions. I take a set number each week because the one week I didn't put a meter on it, I had 125 questions, and I can't do that. So we do shut it down after a while, but I will add yours in. And, okay. Uh, so I have D.C., North Padre Island, clumping bamboo, fungus at the ends at the uh, tips. Yes, sir. And That's I will it. do that That's research it. as quickly as I can right now. If you care to call back, a program I have at 1 o'clock, I may have an answer for you by 1 o'clock today. I'm going to put you back okay. on hold. And uh, uh, Jared will give you that number, and you're welcome to call back on that program, and I may have an answer for you okay. by then. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Berry. Bye-bye. I'm going to do my best for you, D.C. Thanks for calling. All right, we'll come back. We have Alan in Nakona on the other side of Texas, and then Jody in College Station in the middle. So there we go. Let me tell you right now about my book. It is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is a book that I want to get in your hands. I think you will find that it will uh, solve so many of your gardening questions. might be the only gardening reference book that you will need to be successful in Texas. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. It's a hardback with 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and I had it printed in San Antonio. Eleven chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar I told you about telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden. And then specific chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that information, a huge amount of information, it's a, a, a lifetime of my work all put into one year of writing and all put into those 344 pages for only $36.95 satisfaction guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. Now, the book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. You order it from my website or by calling my office, satisfaction guaranteed, as I mentioned, or full refund. And if you want it for Father's Day, you need to order by noon on Monday, and I can get them out. Any order that comes in by noon on Monday, I'll have in the mail by Monday evening. Here is the phone number to call by noon on Monday. Uh, the phone line will be open at 9 o'clock Monday morning, not open now. 800-752-GROW. 
800-752-4769. If you want to order now, you do so at neilsperry.com. That's the better way to do it. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Let's go to Alan in Nakona. Alan, it's Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. How you doing? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help you up along the Red River? <laughs> help me with this red clay um, soil I got. Uh, we bought 13 acres of pasture land, mm-hmm. and you know there's every kind of uh, weed, grass, different type of stuff growing, and I want to. I heard your deal about preparing to lay soil, and I don't know what to kill all this stuff with. Uh, all right, what are you going to be doing? This for a lawn? We're building a house, and it's going to be lawn, and uh, we're probably going to have probably a quarter of an acre of house and lawn. All right, good. Uh, first of all, figure a way to define where your lawn begins and ends so it'll look at home in, in the other uh, 12 and three-quarter acres. That's really good to have a defined area for your lawn. All right, so I'll deal with that quarter acre that uh, in which you have your lawn. Uh, mowing will get rid of most of the tall weeds. Uh, very few of them have the ability to come back after they've been cut short. And so I don't know if it's brush or if it's just high pasture grasses, but uh, as needed, either mowing or brush hogging it will get rid of most of them wait a few weeks and see where you are and at that point you would use the the best uh, way to get rid of grassy weeds like Johnson grass uh, would be and, and Bermuda if you don't want Bermuda would be to spray with a, a glyphosate just a straight okay. glyphosate spray G-L-Y-P-H-O-S-A-T-E that will kill all the grasses and it does not render the, the soil sterile in any way it doesn't do anything to the soil so okay. glyphosate to get rid of the grasses, and then if you have a lot of broadleafed weeds like poison ivy or honeysuckle or things like that, the mowing is going to get rid of most of them. But if you have some that are persistent, you can get rid of almost all of those with a broadleafed weed killer containing 2,4-D. Now, uh, there are 2,4-D products in the market that contain two other active ingredients. They are sold under the product name of Trimec. And Trimec does have soil-active ingredients, so you need to be a little more careful with that. But a right. farm supply store or a nursery uh, can uh, can show you the products of, of the broadleaf weed killers. And those take two or three weeks to kill the weeds out. But frankly, mowing is going to get rid of most of those weeds. Well, I've been brush hogging it, so I just got to, once we get the ad formed, then I can work on the yard a little bit better. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush to put the yard in because you're going to have construction people driving across it. They're going to break your heart yeah. and do your final grading when the house is almost finished. That may put right. you in that that may put you in the uncomfortable position of having to put a lawn in in December uh, when when you can't plant grass. Right. So be be careful of that. Well, What's your timing? That's what I'm expecting. But uh, another quick question, if you don't mind, I'm well, trying yeah, I've to. Well, I've got to get one more break in, so make it really quick, please. Okay, really quickly, I'm trying to kill some mesquite, and I'm doing a mixture of um, Remedy and Reclaim, uh, but Reclaim is nowhere near to be found. 
And do you have any information on that? Product? No, it's not a, not a not a consumer product. That's one your farm supply store can help you with, or the county agent. Yeah, I have, I, but nobody knows nothing about it. So. Yeah, I can't can't help you. Not not in my bailiwick. All right, sir. Thank you for your time. You bet, Alan. Drive safely. Thanks for the call. Jody, I'll come back to you. Stay with me. Let me uh, get uh, to, uh, oh, here's the ad for eGardens. I forgot I had it right here. My electronic newsletter. If you don't take eGardens, you need to. It's free. It comes on Thursdays from my computer to your email. has five stories. One is a featured plant of the week. One of them is gardening this weekend where I point out the things you need to do at that particular time to be right on time with all your gardening tasks. And one of them is the question and answer section that I referred to uh, a few minutes ago. And then a couple of other stories as well. If you want to see what eGardens looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. Remember, it is free and always will be. We have 80,000 subscribers. I will never spam you, and I certainly am not going to give or sell your email address to anybody, so you don't have to worry about it. But you can see what it looks like, and then you can sign up if you like what you see. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Same place you go to buy my book, but in this case, you click on the eGardens tab. And I also need to tell you about Mueller because it seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. But let's do some math. For what you are spending on uh, temporary storage facilities, you could own your own metal storage building right in your own backyard with a Mueller backyard building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes and more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. They are Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. More after this message. All right, thank you very much, and we go back to the phones to Jody in College Station. Jody, it's Neil. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How can I help? Have a couple minutes. Okay, I just wanted to ask you, you know, in the big freeze that happened, you know, a year, a couple years ago, um, my big live oak tree, which is about 20 years old right in front of my house, the bark split on it about two feet, Um, and... You know, I, I never really did too much to it. Um, I just what was wondering. The, Jody, what does the top of the tree look like now? Is it thin? Has it thinned out? Uh, or is it... No, it's beautiful. It's it's doing great. The only thing I did notice is I noticed like this uh, past few months. Well, maybe about last, maybe it was last summer, the end of the summer. I noticed some of the bark along like a horizontal band was kind of buckling all right what i reason i ask you about the top growth uh what you're talking about is radial shake r-a-d-i-a-l shake 
And uh, okay. live oaks all over Texas did that. I took hundreds and hundreds of calls and letters about it. I have about okay. half a minute, so let me tell you as quickly as I can. If, uh-huh. the, if the bark was lost over half of the trunk, then we have a major problem. If it was less than half, then the tree probably will heal. If you see new bark forming from the sides, then the tree is trying to heal itself. Uh, as long as the tree, the canopy of the tree is healthy and vigorous, you're, you're in good standing. If you see it starting to decline, get a certified arborist on site to look at it. That's the best advice I have. I'm out of time. Folks, thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.